0: Hello, i'm brian and i'm brad and this is our review of the whale uh brad what do you think because i've I, I don't think i've seen too many uh <laughs> opinions of the movie that matched my own so far
1: um it's a movie <laughs> um i would say I all spoilers draw- by the way all spoilers Yeah. I think uh, people
0: should just check it out. Unless you want to say something really non-spoilery really quick and they I'll can say, check out I'll the say links some,
1: below. Yeah, I'll say something non-spoilery and we'll just kind of roll into spoilers from that point, I guess. Um, so this is a, a, a highly praised movie that deals with a lot of very tough subjects um, from just kind of a name a few. Body dysmorphia, um, relationships with other people. Relationships with himself. Um, ooh, what else? There's a bunch of other things, too, um, that this movie deals with. Um, I think this is a good movie to watch. Probably, this will probably be a one-time watch for me, at least. Um, but I think it's a really good movie to watch and really understand other people and try and see how other people see the world. Um, let's see there's something else too um i don't think this movie would have done as well if the characters in the movie didn't per didn't if all the characters in the movie weren't stellar i don't all think the actors and such. all the actors and actresses that played in this movie if, if their actors if their parts weren't stellar i don't think it would have been as good of a movie i think this would have wouldn't have won all the awards that it won or been nominated for um, I think everybody in this movie did a fantastic job, but I think that's what really carries this movie for me.
0: Yeah, what I'll say non-spoilery is that it focuses on, uh, it centers on one person, and people kind of connected or disconnected from that person, but mainly a person who society at large has probably written off as, for lack of a better word, worthless not useful
1: based solely, uh, as based, a person based solely off the visuals
0: off the visuals uh and it really is a message about one understanding that no one's just worthless ultimately and the trauma that affects people to get to that point or just affects people in general can actually be what helps us lift each other up and put good into the world. Sometimes it actually takes a lot of pain to be able to see how to alleviate the pain of others. Where if I think you've had a great life, Uh, uh, ultimately without a lot of trauma, then you might actually have a harder time realizing when others need help and also how to help them because you just don't have the negative experience to be able to put yourselves in their position. And mm-hmm. like two of the main characters have stuff specifically that I've dealt with, so it was a lot like ah, my own. Ah. <laughs> um, it's the second film I've ever walked out of feeling shell shocked, and the first one was Blind Spotting,
2: which did not have a lot of experiences that I've lived. Yeah.
1: Um, so this movie was done by a 24 who absolutely killed it this last year. And this is kind of us starting to lean into a spoiler section. I'm going to kind of guide yeah. us that way. Spoilers. Um, this is done by a 24, which also did other movies. Um, the shells, the second movie, they did everything everywhere all at once. They did this movie. Um, they set a record for most nominations. Um, uh, single studios, for nominations with 18 awards this year, um, including for Best Picture, Best Actor. Um, they also did other movies um, this year that were nominated for a lot of things, The After Sun, Causeway, Close, and Marcelle the Shell with Shoes On. Um, they, won, they won a total of nine awards. Thanks.
0: They also have a movie that came out with Julia Julia Andrews, or am I messing up her name? Uh, on Apple TV that I need to check out with Sebastian Stan as well.
1: Uh, they also have another one on Apple TV with um Joseph Gordon Levitt. There
0: you go, Jillian Moore. Why did I say Jillian? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? Because I was in, sh- I was just like, wow, that's not who I meant. <laughs> uh,
1: Joseph Gordon Gordon Levitt. Oh, what did he do? with that? Um, Mr. Corman. Um, gotcha. that's also on Apple TV Plus.
0: Gotcha. Um, and I didn't even remember. I remember Jillian. Uh, from Jillian Moore from uh, being the villain in. Wow, uh, why am I blinking so hard so quickly? Uh, Kingsman: The Golden Circle. Wow, I can't.
1: How did you blink on that movie?
0: Stop, stop bullying me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if, I blanked, if I blanked on that movie, I get it. If you blank on that movie, that'd be like me blanking on James Bond movies. That'd be
0: weird. <laughs> yeah, that's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So what, Uh. so for me, this was like, this is going to be my favorite film of the year. It's going to be hard to top, uh, but I've seen a year. Do you mean
1: 2022 or 2023? This movie they- came out in 2022. That's why I'm asking.
0: I don't know. I'd probably say both. I mean, for me, just being shell shocked, leaving out the theater and also it was so close to, you know, my experience that it means a lot to me and it resonates in a, i I would just say both, but it's for the sake of uh comparing it to other takes, like one take that we got from uh I don't know what their name is now on the Discord, but just Bridgers um I think their review on Letterbox was like and all. I'm not saying their take is wrong. I just want to compare it to my own. They they were like Darren Aronofsky's been very good at showing us um kind of extreme situations as like something to behold, but this time it just doesn't hit, like hit the mark as if showing this extremely overweight person overeating is like uh like something to behold, it's more for um, this kind of like how horror can be uh, just murder porn. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, It kind of came from that angle, but also I think he's he's younger (laughs) and I hope not traumatized. (laughs) So that's where I thought maybe the, uh, the different reaction was. Anyway, I've just seen people like not connect with the characters emotionally like i did so how did it how was it for you and not um, saying your experience is wrong i was just yeah i was I expecting I negative I, reactions
1: I, I, I would say i connected with him a little bit i can i can definitely see where he's coming from i can definitely get inside of his head on kind of how everything how everything happened um for me i was expecting i think maybe i went in there with um I don't want to say like too closed off of a mind, but I came in there knowing what this movie was kind of about and how heavy this movie and the topics were. Um, and after watching the trailer, I think I kind of went into it ready for it. And if I would have went in blind not ready for it, had it not got all the awards and, and I don't want to say spoiled because it didn't really get spoiled for me, but I knew enough of the movie where I think if I would have went in completely blind, not seeing this movie or only seeing a trailer and then going into this movie, I think it would have hit differently. I think I went in closed, closed off and closed minded a little too much. I'm trying to protect myself from being really vulnerable to this movie. And I think had I, had I done that differently, I would have connected harder with it. I did mm-hmm. connect the movie. I did connect with the acting and the situations that they get put into. Um, I did connect with, I did understand, I did sympathize. Um, but for me, I don't think this was, this is not my movie of the year for 2022 or more than likely won't be the movie of the year for 2023. Um, for last year, I think for me personally, it was everything everywhere all at once. Um, super fun movie. Um, but that's kind of my, not take, but like my style of movie is something like that. Yeah. Um, where i came out of left field for me. I had heard all the hype, but knew absolutely nothing about it until watching the movie where well, this movie I probably was a little too guarded watching the movie. Cause I knew what it was going to do. I knew the topics I was going to discuss and I might've went in there a little with my guard up a little bit too high.
2: Yeah. Fair enough. um, I wasn't able to find the, I was trying to
0: find the actual letterboxed review that I was horribly quoting. So I wouldn't be misrepresenting it, but I couldn't. And the one I did see on the Wales letterbox, there's the first two are from Carsten, who I'm
2: assuming is, uh, Carsten films. Think maybe. Uh, yeah,
0: I think so. There, there's a YouTuber I follow who's like the most followed person on Letterboxd. Anyway, he said big, big exhale after this one. Then someone gave that was three and a half stars. Someone gave it four stars and said Brendan Fraser will win. We, uh, we, will get you that Oscar. Uh, <laughs> and the, and then we
1: steal it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then someone gave it half a stars and said, "Simple Jack for Aronofsky heads, or maybe his Norbit."
1: I don't. I don't think it was that bad. I. I <laughs> there's, there's a lot I'm more than that one, but <laughs> I'm jaded because I I went in there with my shield shield intact instead of just walking to a movie theater and be like, okay, let's let's talk about this movie, or let's watch this movie and talk about it. Um, where I, a lot of times I don't know a whole lot about the movies that we watch, um, or you know, move some of the movies that you pointed out to me, such as the Indian films. Like I don't know what to expect when walking into an Indian film outside of a musical number here or there somewhere throughout the middle of the movie um where this movie i knew pretty much everything that was going to be touched upon and
2: Mm.
1: so i think that i think that i think i messed up i think if i could do it again i would have went in more blind um
0: but did you have to walk away because that's something you said uh that you wanted to not watch in theaters because you felt like you'd need to
1: I did not. I think we did pause it once, but it wasn't for the movie's sake. I think it was, um, I think I had to get something to drink or something like that. So I, I don't think we stopped it for specifically for, um, the topics of the movie as much as I think I just needed something to drink. And I was, my, my jar was empty and I needed to,
2: <laughs> um, I know but, you said
0: this is going to be a one-watch for you, but would you like to rewatch it again, possibly inebriated to a point where you can?
1: On substances <laughs> that allow me my, allow my mind to be open and wonder.
0: <laughs> and see how it hits you again. Uh,
1: see if I can <laughs> see if I can watch the movie without crying <laughs> the second time. Um. I mean, it was it was still a really good movie. Uh, I don't think it would be as good of a movie if the, if everybody's playing those roles weren't absolutely on point, 100%. Um, I thought Brandon Fraser did, did a great job. I thought his daughter, I thought the uh, missionary that came through um, was great. I think his nurse was... Um, nurse slash, and we're in spoiler territories, his boyfriend's sister, uh, um, adopted sister,
0: Hong Chow, who is in the menu and is in another yeah. A24 film coming up, I'm excited for.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think without all of those, without all of those, I think it, this movie would have been terrible. I think if 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 any one of those four people would have phoned in their their actor their their part in this movie, it would have flopped. Um I Brandon Frazier deservedly gets, gets a lot of that love but I think a lot of the other actors and actresses need the love also um, just because of how phenomenal they did as well
0: alright so I want to surprise you do you know who the actor who played the missionary is
1: he looked familiar but not familiar enough that I even bothered to look it up
0: he never looked familiar to me but his uh, his, I think not on IMDb, I guess, but somewhere else. His profile picture was the part I
2: recognized him from. That's the kid from Iron Man Three. Hmm. Okay, I'm cold.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah,
1: I know, he, you know, I know, because
0: yeah. we're connected. <laughs> the when he lands.
1: No, uh, I'm thinking. Of, no, I'm thinking of Iron Man two when he gets ejected and lands out in the middle of like um. I don't no, know that's that. Iron Man three. Oh, okay.
0: The beginning. The beginning. Well, that's when. uh... Correct me if we're if I'm thinking of something different. But after his house gets uh, destroyed, he is sent on a flight path. I I yes. uh, I made I made a flight path. And then he gets stuck there, and yeah, that kid, <laughs> the uh, the one who's like, I guess he won because uh, dad never came back home. It's like, yeah, well, that happens sometimes. Sometimes dad don't come ha- come home. Uh, you don't need to be a pussy about it. And here's what <laughs> I did.
1: <laughs> but he's that was also, that kid, and I was like,
0: what? What's this film three freaking times?
1: And he's also in Jurassic World.
0: Yeah. I wasn't going to mention (laughs) Is he the
1: kid? He's He's
0: one of the kids in the ball.
1: Okay. So he's the younger kid, not the older one. Yeah. Or or is he? No, I guess he's the older brother, right? So he's the younger one. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. He he looked familiar, but not not familiar enough that I was like, what are you from? It was more like, oh, I'm I'm sure I've seen something with you in it. Yeah. And the girl, too, obviously, but.
0: Yes, uh Hong Chow from the menu and then Sadie Sink from Stranger Things. Yeah. Which I don't even think about when I'm watching the I don't know. They're just really good, but Yeah. The, it, it uh, took, Jurassic. It took me,
1: it took me a second world. when I when I saw her, I'm like, wait, I know you from somewhere, and I was like, Oh yeah, the the <laughs> she's what's her names sister from the Stranger Things, and she's really featured in this last one.
0: Max's sister?
1: Max's sister, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, the Jurassic World thing was definitely a. Oh, you were in Iron Man three. Okay, don't let's not change the haircut at all. You need to look like the Iron Man three kid. Let's let's just keep that. Okay, we'll give you some lines that are different from the Iron Man three script.
1: <laughs> all right, now smoke this bowl.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, then then I think he disappeared and now he's he's just yeah. Darren Aronofsky knows how to get a cast. All right, so. The two things that are most closest to me that hit were, one, well, I'll go two, Sadie Sink's character, Ellie. Um, I never knew my biological father, so I could connect with how, uh, it wasn't exactly her character where she tries alienating people before they get close, so <laughs> she can. That's, I mean, That's but, one way to do it. I mean, but that was very interesting to me because, like, she has just gotten to a point in her life where I imagine she, at eight, was told she was unworthy of love by her father. And
2: then, instead of her mother guiding her through her pain, her mom didn't
0: know how to cope and actually be there for her, so she started feeling alienated in her own house and not deserving of love. And she's so used to now
2: just losing people that her like if you if you ever do see it again, like it's fascinating
0: seeing how she'll invite people like the uh like the other kid. Like, come back. Come back. Yeah. And I'll be here tomorrow. And then she like when her joking gets too far, she like goes overboard to keep him there like if you leave right now say that you raped me which is like that's not an emotionally healthy way to keep somebody there but i see what you're doing um Um,
1: she, she does a really good job of protecting herself um because of everything that happened to her you know when she when she was eight and her dad left you know she perceived that she wasn't you know able to she wasn't deserving of love. So she automatically then goes a hundred percent the other way and says, all right, well, I'm, nobody's going to love me. I'm going to be an asshole to everybody. So that way nobody can hurt me because I will be the asshole first. Yeah. Uh, and-, and I will do everything I can to make sure that nobody um, gets close to me. And towards the end of the movie, she does break. Um, cause I believe she calls him daddy.
0: First time.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So she, it, that wall does break at some point, but yeah. And I'm sure. That, like, I can understand that.
2: I'm sure
0: she'll be able to uh, say if like somebody leaves her it's like, oh, they just couldn't take a joke that, uh, that kind of incel logic. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like, I remember earlier when, uh, she snaps at her dad and says, Are you really trying to parent me right now? And he's like, <laughs> no, sorry. But there was this moment afterwards where it kind of felt like she wished he would have just pushed back and be like, yeah, I'm your dad. I'm here to be your dad. And... So that hit... That hit that, those abandonment issues hit. <laughs> yeah. But, but also, um, I'm, I'm just gonna... I'm just going to read the post that I made on Instagram about this because I think it'll
1: probably sum up
0: what I want to say, but in under 300 characters.
1: Oh, um, even better. So, you're not making an essay out of this? Boom. Or 300 words, I think. <laughs>
0: essay. I don't know. Um, I am making a video essay out of it. And it's called I, I, I our think Pain it was a- Leaves to Our Pain.
1: I think, I think this is a a movie that you can pull a lot from uh, not you particular, but you as like a viewer can pull a lot from, and you may not, the abandonment issues may not hit you, but the um obesity might, the body issues and the always feeling the need to apologize for everything that happened, even if it was your fault or not, you know, might hit you. So I think there's a lot you can pull from this movie from a viewer point of view. So um I think this movie will be studied. And I think a lot of people, for years to come we'll be looking at this movie saying you know i really relate to this part or really relate to this like and i think it'll be a kind of a universal thing that a, a, pe- a lot of people will know
0: yeah and before i read the instagram post it's important to note that this is actually uh not written by Darren Aronofsky
1: no it wasn't guess, uh, it was a, it was a play by somebody else um samuel d hunter
0: yeah Alright, so that might uh explain why there's such modern you know, online courses and talking about the twenty sixteen presidential election. Uh, uh yes. Or the run up to it. But uh this is what I wrote and I actually haven't reread it, so let's see. Um I was two hundred and eighty nine pounds at my heaviest and I worked together to get there. Uh, That wasn't a typo, I worked to get to 289, I was trying to get to 300. Uh, The reason was, I was in a lot of pain, and I felt I deserved to be punished. Uh, I think my logic was, I don't deserve to be loved slash be alive, and by forcing myself to overeat, I was giving myself what I deserved, a shorter lifespan. Thankfully, I got out of that cycle and turned things around, I'm healthier now emotionally and physically. Uh, I love myself more than I did then, and I'm down to 224 at the time of the writing. Uh, not my healthiest, and I want to stick around in my daughter's life for the longest amount of time possible. I still have some work to do, but remembering that time where I was in so much pain that I'd rather have a shorter lifespan reminds me of how dark things can get, uh... To quote Ted Lasso, I was trying to skip that because everything's fucking Ted Lasso with me, but (laughs) to quote Ted Lasso, life's hard, it's real hard, and sometimes the pain of life, especially how uncomfortable that pain can be sometimes, can trick us into thinking that if we can cause ourselves the pain first, well, at least we're controlling it now. I needed help and love to stop my vicious cycle of self-hate, and I got it the whale spoke very specifically to me about that time in my life. I know not everyone's going to have as specific of a connection to this film, but it left me shell shocked in a good way, leaving the theater. The only other film to ever do that is blind spotting. Um,
2: if your area is like mine, this won't be okay. I think the rest of it was just saying like, please,
0: please see the film. uh, there's more to say about it. I'm working on my own thoughts the video. I say on YouTube, but I had to share this. It's a beautifully vulnerable film, and it will encourage you to be vulnerable too. That might sound scary, but
2: this film makes it the least scary thing in the world. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I mean, through therapy,
0: I've even as recently as probably like six months ago, I've been. Realizing that I had this internalized belief that I wasn't uh worthy of love, and it was ironic because uh the mother's name is Mary who's, I don't know any mothers named Mary
2: <laughs> who
0: think i who think I'm a lost cause and <laughs> but uh yeah, and also the interesting thing to me about this film is that the one that God does save somebody. Uh mm-hmm. Do no, no go about, ahead. No want...
1: go ahead. Yeah, the, the, I I assume you're talking about the very last moments of this movie.
0: I'm not. Uh, oh. I mean, partially, maybe, but because uh, that, the... that was my
1: interpretation of it.
0: So. All right, then I want to hear that. But what I was get, what I was saying was Thomas the missionary by going there. Ellie, like, if God sent him to that door to because he felt someone could be saved ellie saved him and sent him back to his parents and saved him from a miserable existence like she had disconnected from her closest family members so if god does well in the play god definitely exists uh i think uh god sent him there so that he could not so that he could save somebody else but so that he could be saved and brought back to his
2: family
1: um, I was also talking about the very last part of the movie with the bright light and him starting to get um, yeah. lifted lifting off his feet. Um,
2: yeah. Um, do you think because
1: mm, I can imagine that there there is a belief among people that Hollywood movies portray religion in a poor light. Um, is this the
0: Rain Wilson thing
1: I don't I don't I'm not sure do you think (laughs) do you think this movie helps that or hurts that theory with the with the portrayal of the, the missionary and everything
0: all right. So first, I, I have to answer that in two ways. First, the recent thing with Rain Wilson is that he was talking about uh, a character in a popular TV show. I won't spoil it for you because I think everyone should actually check it out. But he basically said as soon as he saw that this is a preacher person, he was like, this person going to be shown to be bad. That Hollywood hates religion and every, every bad character is bad, but I know good religious people and he's not even Christian or Catholic, uh, but he was talking about, he was like standing up for his other friends. My reaction to that was I'm really tired of institutions that have all the power and have always had all the power <laughs> playing victim when they have historically victimized a lot of people. Like I, I just, that's my broad, uh, take on it like i'm a lazy atheist i have no hate towards people who are religious i don't think they're bad people i think there's a lot of problems in the institutions that probably still need more fixing but ultimately they've always been in power i think they should stop fucking crying about it if they're victims of those systems need to work that out in art you know it, uh that i'm not gonna personally i don't care about defending some all-powerful institution that got tax breaks because the lawsuits from their own child abuse uh dried up their coffers enough that they needed tax breaks through covid like so all i think deep down it's uh the tiniest violin like cry me a river. You're still rich as fuck. You're still in power. You still get praised. Um, that's my broader feeling about that. This. I don't think so. I think it gives a, uh, a, I think it needs to show how these religious institutions can hurt. This, the people were, we as a society are uh most ready to, to discard you know like uh, my daughter's school has been dealing with a with a situation like that like the church has been housing some guy and that's fine he's homeless that's nice of them but a couple times the children like saw him running to the restroom naked or near naked yeah and and the church was like, uh, uh, he said he didn't. And, you know, we gotta be religious and help him. And they do, they do have to help him. Sure. I'm not saying that, but like, you're not thinking about the children (laughs) that (laughs) are being fucking install a door something. They're not even installing a door. Uh, so like they're, there's never not going to be problems. And I think not talking about it or sanitizing it is the easiest way to never address it. Um, it needs to be spoken about, but in this case, like God saves (laughs) like Thomas, it, his institution, his group is fucked. Uh, like they've driven somebody to well, they've indirectly driven two people to slow suicide through eating disorders. Um, they've made Liz's life miserable. They did not take accountability. The pastor, of course, he's not. He's human. He doesn't want to take responsibility. He'll he'll lose his paycheck at the if you want to be the most uh, if Simple. you want cynical about it and he'll lose his congregation and his ability to preach if you want to be kind of optimistic but still not taking accountability and not admitting
2: it is a sin that's lying um yeah i think i think it doesn't put it in the best light but i think it's just a nuanced perspective that is just
0: as valid as talking about the good mother teresa did um not as valid as warrior none because i don't like that show (laughs) (laughs) but like this this victim mentality for religious shows or media can be so weird like one of the i remember years ago there was so much uh backlash over two things one was a short film from brazil a comedic short film where jesus brings home his boyfriend to his to mary and joseph and it's this comedic film about how jesus is gay everyone was so outraged in terms of religious doctrine one not very religious of you to not be accepting of people of different uh, sexualities They didn't even watch it because it turned out that Jesus, that gay Jesus was the devil. It was all, it actually went in line with their homophobic uh, reaction. But the other, the one I actually want to mention is there was a, there was a great show on Netflix called Messiah. It was nuanced. It was, it was this like modern take on what if a, messiah came and seemed to be uh doing all these messianic miracles you know in terms of like in the middle of a tornado or something saving people and surviving and the backlash got cancelled and it was a really good nuanced show hell as a child i watched um uh joan of arcadia
1: which That's that's, that's an interesting one.
2: That's Um, a very interesting one. I thought it was.
0: It was great. I didn't really like
2: the second season. But, like, I don't know. If you can't take the hits, like. What are you doing? (laughs) Uh,
0: No one can take accountability or just be able to. Except things, uh, kind of lateral example. But I remember someone on Facebook who I went to high school with. He was like, "Birds of prey. All these women-led films are about how bad men are." Ah, and I was, and he like talked about five, and I was like, "Wow, dude! Like, you can't let five women-led, women-written, women-directed films talk about how fucked up men." their relationship to men has been are you gonna tell uh you know jordan peele stop stop saying how white people can be mean sometimes it's like let 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 all these films like nope or birds of prey or uh sorry to bother you just let them talk about their trauma like express it so you're, you're really limiting uh if art's supposed to be this democratization of or it's supposed to be this open thing where everyone can put their voice in. Why not? We I don't see people having picket lines for all the bad Christian faith films. <laughs> you know, like, stop talking about how God's awesome. God, <laughs> just make more, make more. Let everybody have everything and let's have discussions, but. I, ultimately I think I could have just said I think the the complaint about uh complaining about religious institutions is a waste of time. What do you
1: think? <laughs> um I mean I think I think the outrage for this movie um portraying there was outrage of this movie? I'm sure. I could i I'm I'm nearly positive that there is. Um okay that it's unfounded in the sense that there shouldn't be any, um, if it's probably outrage of, you know, hearsay more than actually watching the movie. I think if they, I think if somebody were to be outraged and watch this movie, they'd go, Oh, okay. Um, you know, yes, he's not exactly the best person in the movie. He's not as righteous or, you know, as one might think, or one, one might want him to be. But at the end of the day, he kind of finds himself. Um, he does, he does do the right things in the sense of helping where he can, or trying, trying to be as helpful as he can. Um, yeah, he doesn't necessarily go about it exactly the right way, but,
2: um, I, so. Yeah. Honestly, I,
1: your bigger picture. Uh, I'll just I'll just leave your bigger picture alone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
2: what do you what did you think about him uh, finally admitting that he actually thought uh, Charlie was disgusting?
1: Um, I'm not sure he entirely felt that way. I'm sure. I don't want to say I'm sure. I felt. Um, that he said it more because he thought that's what he wanted to hear that. I don't think he actually thought he was disgusting as much as Charlie kind of pressured him into saying it. Hmm. Um, That's the way I took it as, but I didn't, I didn't take it as like a, you know, he actually felt this way. I think it was one of those things where somebody's like towering over you and really pushing you to do something. You're just like, fine, do it. Um, you know, here's
2: what, here's what you're looking for. You know, whether I believe it or not is completely different. That's interesting. That's interesting that you
0: said tower over he, him. Cause that's definitely the feeling of the scene. But at that point he was in his, in his wheelchair.
1: Yeah. But I mean, he's still, he's still a big individual. He yeah. was still portrayed. He's, um, in real life, Brandon Fraser is like six two, um, so he's actually kind of short. Um,
0: <laughs> okay, okay, giant. Fucking um, um, seven foot, <laughs> twelve inches. Not enough,
1: but <laughs> Interpret that as you want. Um, so he is a relatively tall person for film. Um, so they do make him. They do make him feel taller in this film. Um. So he he does have a towering presence and a in a big presence in in that house. So I, don't know. I mean I he, I definitely can feel that he could be very powerful
2: in that in that in that presence in in that house. Fair enough. Um. All right. What did you think about when Dan
0: Dan the Pizza Man finally sees? charlie and charlie goes on a on a eating frenzy until he pukes how did that scene hit you
1: um for me i felt like it was more of like a a curiosity from the pizza guy's perspective because it's not very often that i'm sure even this is pre-covid because they were doing the election the runoff election up to in the background they were doing the um Trump winning the nomination for the Republicans. Um, so this is pre COVID. So it was probably very unusual for the pizza guy just to take money from a mailbox and leave it on the, on the, on the bench outside. So it was probably pretty unusual. So it probably was more curiosity from his sake. Um, and I think the look that he gave was just one of surprise. I think he was probably expecting a normal, more normal person. And when he kind of wheeled himself out in a wheelchair to get the pizzas and he saw him for the first time, it was more of like a a surprise shock thing versus like a oh my god he's disgusting um thing. I think it got misinterpreted through Charlie because he sees himself as disgusting. Um so when somebody does something or looks at you, that's the first thing he went to was, oh my god, I'm disgusting. And then so in in turn he decided to eat eat three slices of pizza at the same time, eat both pizzas and candy and stuff like that. And I think we grabbed a bag of chips too, was just kind of him like, yeah, I'm, I am disgusting. You know, I'm justifying his, I'm justifying what I think he was thinking, um, versus, you know, asking him, you know, what he was thinking or having a conversation with him, or not necessarily jumping to the most negative opinion. Um, because that's how he sees himself.
0: Yeah, it was that sequence that reminded me of uh, what I wrote in the Instagram post because there would definitely be times where I was just hell. I actually completely separately when I was when uh, the YouTube channel was blowing up with the with the uh, the glass onion video that got one hundred fifty thousand views. After that, for like a week, I had extra like pasta. I was just eating as I was like stressing out of what to do next. <laughs> like, I would be full and then I would eat more. That was the nice example, but that's actually what I would do when I was uh punishing myself was I would just force myself to overeat even if I had no urge or no desire. I never ate myself to puking. Um... So that was nice, but
1: but it, it's a coping mechanism. I mean, in some in some sense, yes, it may be a negative coping mechanism, but it was. Um,
2: and uh, oh, there's even when he was looking
0: up his um, his blood pressure, that was interesting to me because it showed this little window into how he could have healed from all this because he, he starts, he looks around, he sees like fig newtons. He's like, yuck, that's healthy ish. And then he sees the chocolate and he starts eating and he's like, you know what? I'm actually going to not eat this chocolate mindlessly. And then once he sees the horrifying truth of the situation, he, what goes to like double down and like eat his feelings away. And then he sees the bird like, he puts out food even though he's in constant pain, basically. He's still doing like Ellie unconsciously, where he's trying to like reach out to something beautiful, something I guess pure, you could say. Animals are pure in yeah. a way. Um, and then that stopped him from eating, like seeing the beauty in life. And it would have been great if he was on the first floor of that apartment building.
2: Maybe he could have gotten out a more. little bit more.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, because he was looking up all those things and he didn't want to waste the money that he that he had. Um. I kind of I kind of saw that coming as soon as he offered all that money out to um, Ellie just to hang out with him basically that he was going to give her anyway. Um. I kind of predicted that he hadn't told what's her name. I knew that was going to be um a, a thing of contention later on in the movie um with Liz.
2: Yeah. Yeah I didn't I didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean I, kinda, I I kinda figured but, that yeah. there's gonna be an issue there. Um but realistically I mean he was trying to commit suicide without actually without actually you know doing anything like immediate um i want to I that's probably the best way to put that um by eating by eating all the junk food gaining the weight having congestive heart failure not taking care of it not going to the hospital he just wanted it all to end so he could be with his partner but he's, not actually do anything permanent like he's
0: he's doing it in a roundabout way that he could argue in his head wasn't suicide
1: yes that so he could justify it yeah but not but intentionally not taking care of yourself when you know you have something as imminent as heart attacks, congestive heart failure, um strokes, stuff like that. If you don't take care of it, then that's kind of the same thing, just justified differently. Yeah, he could he, he could have afforded medical care.
0: Even without medical care, I mean this would have had to be like probably a year or two earlier. He could have just replaced his normal food orders with You know, getting a bunch of cashews instead of bags of candy. Getting bags of cashews instead of pizza. He could get something. There's a lot of delicious stuff that uh, won't put you in the grave as fast as pizza. Actually, it seems appropriate. Seems uh, hysterical to me that I can throw this in to connect the food and the religious aspect, but the funniest sign I've ever seen in Chicago is pizza is proof that God loves you. <laughs> Except bread is will make you fat, Scott Pilgrim. Uh the sauce has a shit ton of sugar that'll make you fat and kill you. The cheese massively unhealthy for us because we are the only mammals on earth that drink milk from another creature and also we had like we all started as being lactose intolerant we had to evolve (laughs) over like hundreds of years genetically to even accept milk (laughs) as part of our diet so (laughs) that seems really ironic it's like Peace is proof that God loves you and wants
2: you to die. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but like, yeah, and he could have, you know, like a lot of
0: humans, he he realizes what he needs to do when it's already too late, like repairing his relationship with Ellie. He could have done that years earlier if he had wanted to. He could have tried.
1: Um, he, he could have tried harder yes
0: he, he realized could have gone he, back he to realized,
1: yeah he realized he made a mistake and doubled down on the mistake instead of maybe saying oh you know what maybe I should have done that a different way but instead he would kind of doubled down and instead of reaching out he reached out to her mom which wasn't necessarily the best idea because she was hiding a lot of information from him too and she wasn't exactly being the best parent but telling him that she was because she didn't want to get judged by him so there's just kind of a line of like bad decisions, um, by a bunch of different people, which ultimately caused the
2: emotional damage to Ellie by multiple people's bad decisions. So, yeah. Um, I'm hoping she can get over the trauma of
0: seeing her dad die right in front of her. Like that's, that's going to be a wallop.
1: um, yeah, that was, and and not only that, he he made you so to double again to double down on a bad decision. He made you read one of your essays that you hated.
2: She
0: didn't him. hate it. She didn't hate her essay.
1: Well, she she, hated, she, she 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 got hated, mad
0: at him well, for getting it, getting him, yeah. getting her an F, and she thought it was stupid. Which school is stupid? It's it's it the reason it's got bells and everything lined up is because it was literally modeled to make you uh, used to being in the factories, and it doesn't tr- teach you the shit you need in life. I mean, no. tell me if I'm wrong.
1: No, no, it, it definitely doesn't teach you. You know, when you go through school and it doesn't teach you things as basic as handling money taxes, stuff like that. You have to take special classes to, to learn that stuff. It's not automatically taught. Um, like your normal, every day to day stuff should be taught, not necessarily some of the other things. And I'm not pointing out one specific thing, but you know, um, you know, most people should learn how to do handle money and finances and taxes. Not everybody should have to be learned, uh, calculus kind of things.
0: Wow. It, it would be nice to learn about the checks and balances in the government and also all the ways that companies exploit those, those the, the, the things to make Louisville. our lives worse. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe not everybody should know calculus. I mean, calculus should be taught. Absolutely. But maybe, maybe we should make sure we, we batten down some of these little smaller subjects. That everybody will need to know for the rest of your life versus calculus, which you probably don't need to know the rest of your life.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The fact that I know that the matrix isn't just a movie, but it's a mathematical equation, but I don't, I wasn't taught all the things that the matrix was trying to teach us in its messaging from school. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) Little yikes. Yeah. Let's throw some, uh, critical thinking classes and maybe some philosophy classes in some, yeah,
1: you know. yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, kind of, yeah, it was just, it, it's a heavy movie. It's for sure a heavy movie, but at the same time, it, I think it does push forward through a lot of good messages and shows you messages through mistakes. Um, doesn't necessarily say here's, here's the problem. Now here's what you should do to fix it. More of here's the problem, here's what he did, kind of wrong, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, he's feeling bad about himself, so he overeats, kind of showing you the problem and what he did wrong, um not necessarily showing the problem what you could do right, like a lot of movies do, so it was kind of it was different, it was nice it's 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 a refreshing take on it,
2: also like it's never too late to just fix things or
0: change things about yourself to try to fix your behavior.
1: Yeah. There are very, very few times in life where something goes wrong that you can't fix or you can't attempt to fix, um, relationships with people, relationships with yourself. Um, even broken things like, um, a broken plate. You can replace the plate. You could glue it back together if you really wanted to go that route. um, but there's very few times in life that you can't fix something that's broken
0: or just learn from those broken mistakes and move forward. Like sometimes I, sometimes the most I've messed up is by actually repairing a relationship that was bad and then be like, and then just doing that multiple times until I'm like, Oh no, the I'm improving as a person. The other person is not improving. And I, it always seems like I'm the one who has to either apologize or fake apologize when it's, they started, maybe I'll just take all this knowledge and change the equation.
1: But you, but you fixed your, you fixed your mistake.
0: Well, the lesson I think here is that I, I'm perfect and everyone else
1: is. Exactly. See, I'm I'm
0: great. (laughs) No, because I mean, you know, I've had, uh, I've been the person who's burned bridges being a dumbass but I've also had people burn bridges with me and I'm like oh no thank you (laughs) and I'm just like okay I see what you're trying to do mend things Uh, it's beyond mending for me just learn and move on please just learn and move on
2: (laughs) cause I yeah anyway um Anything else you want to talk about? The whale? No.
1: Um I think it deserved the praise that I got. Um me think it was a little overhyped. I wish it would have been a little underhyped. Yeah. Um I think I it would have it hit differently. Um but I think it's a movie that everybody should see. If you made it this far, you've already seen it. But I think it's a movie that a lot of people should see and most people should see. Um versus a movie that you know, I kind of it as take or particularly, but I'm not really, I don't want to say it's take or leave it. Uh, even though that's kind of my stance based on my arguments has probably led you to believe. Um, but yeah, I would say it's a good movie.
0: Well, tell me if you ever check it out again, just see if you have, cause I, if you ever do. Um, and then the one thing I almost forgot to mention is I love the couple moments when, uh, liz and charlie are just like darkly humorous in which it out of context i'd be like that's not nice but it's just an indicator of their friendship like you ever do that again i'll stab you it's like go go ahead what my internal organs have to be like two feet deep at least they both laughed.
1: <laughs> just, and, and then she, like, just, fake stabs him and then starts
0: yeah, tickling him. Yeah. Like, but especially when she gets him the fat guy wheelchair, she says it, and he's back yeah. up and she goes, beep, beep. It's like, that is, that is just, most times would be like, what the fuck are you doing? But that's just an indication of how deep their friendship is, which is just, uh, <laughs> I love it. Also, I loved right after when Liz was moving the tables, she just goes, Huh? <laughs> essentially to the to Thomas. <laughs> like, come on, help me move the table. Um uh, yeah, this was uh I feel like our ra- our range are definitely going to be very different cuz I'm going to the moon <laughs> this.
1: One. I am not going to the moon because I'm going to sit at edible.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm just going to go ayahuasca. I'd probably be like mushroomy ayahuasca, but again, I've only had blind spotting in this movie have me actually feel shell-shocked leaving the theater. and yeah, it's ayahuasca for me. It hit me deeply. I, there's nothing I can think of to change. It it was so I mean even him locking off his partner's bedroom or
1: Do you think that was his partner's bedroom or their bedroom?
0: It might have been theirs, but no. Know, knowing that house and having known or interacted with people in similar situations, maybe not as extreme, Like, I also know that house must smell uh, with how he's living. That's no shade to him, but I and, mean, and also, even most- if he wanted to, he couldn't clean that place physically, you were saying?
1: Yeah, it was mostly just his bedroom the kitchen and everything looked okay. Kitchen living room. It was mostly his bedroom that when, when, she, when, um, Ellie went back there and kind of looked around and was like, what, this is so gross. And then I think the guy, no, I don't think the guy went back. there. I think it was just Ellie. Uh,
0: Thomas went back there when Ellie was chasing him and he found, yeah. uh, the
1: but he, but Charlie's he went part into is... the clean bedroom. Yeah. Cause that's yeah, where oh, he yeah, found yeah. Alan's Bible.
2: Yeah. um, Yeah, it was just... I mean, I was only mentioning that it probably smelled because
0: I think that's another reason he'd want to keep it locked because I think it would break his heart if he... If his apartment smelled. If he,
2: like, ruined the smell of that room they used to share. Um, Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, this I have no idea how what I would change. There's nothing in this movie I would change. It's Um I I would like to ask uh the playwright did you the
0: specific intention of starting with uh showing us Charlie masturbating to porn? That's an interesting one to me. <laughs> well,
1: it didn't start off that way, but yeah, that was one of the first.
0: Yeah. I mean, but the first time we see him, it's him masturbating. Cause the other one is him talking into the square, the black square of instructor. And then Thomas, uh, comes in and saves his life or not saves his life, but he almost has a heart attack. Um, I would not be surprised if that was just immediately to curtail people's, uh, let's say immature joke of can you even reach it um you know when people get to a certain weight but i'd be curious cuz that's the only time that i'm like huh all right that's a choice i still wouldn't change it there's nothing that i can think of that i'd be like eh, no, no no we don't need that but
1: yeah that was that, that was that was a choice
0: <laughs> it was a choice, a choice.
1: but it it's, <laughs> it said a lot about the character right away too so
0: yeah, and uh, I'll leave this right at the end, uh, but Hong Chow, Liz, is uh,
2: anyone who watched How I Met Your Mother, she is cook poo. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm just bearing that whenever
0: I talk about her so that like a lot of people don't... I'm sure she doesn't want to be reminded of it after she's doing such amazing work, Uh. Like I don't, I wouldn't want my work in uh, the menu or the whale or the next movie that I'm looking forward to her, all those uh, to be compared to her amazing guest appearances. Cook Poo, but that's just me.
1: Yeah, or the downsizing.
0: <laughs> oh, was she in that with uh, yeah.
1: Ben she, Affleck? Yeah, she was the one with like only one leg.
0: I never saw the movie. I heard oh. him talk about it later and be like, yeah, there or someone talk about the original script and that it was very good and then they Poof. the
2: yeah. I don't know. It's it's a cool concept. So I'll leave it at that. It's a cool concept.
0: Uh but anything else for the whale? No, sir. Alright, where can people find you on the intranets?
1: They can if you want to har- harangue me, it's uh at Brad F912. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And uh, movies are dope everywhere i I finally got to update my ID for the first time in like a decade and I'm no longer at 290 woo, woo. healthy uh, not not for aesthetic reasons for oh I, I learned something recently. there's a difference between body positivity and body neutrality, which is body positivity is I love myself because I'm sexy as hell, doesn't matter? And where I'm at, where body neutrality is, I love my legs because they help me run. I was like, oh, I like that. Like, I'm just throwing that out there. What were you going to say?
1: Uh, Florida doesn't make you put your weight in, on IDs, it's just in case you ever needed to get a Florida ID.
0: <laughs> See, Brad, I need to remind myself that Brad chooses to live in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> uh is that well i think that's a positive thing but it also opens up the uh possibility for is that just another form of denial <laughs> <laughs> Don't <look at> <laughs> anyway uh how does this outro go this
1: m- um this movie may have been a mushroom er,
0: yeah mushroom you, you said edible but edible. if you want yes. no, to change it to mushroom no,
1: edible edible
0: or this movie may be an ayahuasca.
1: But either way, this movie was dope because Because movies movies
2: are are dope. dope. And we out. (laughs)